just talking. Well, here we go, man. Andre, dude, you've been um, a friend of mine for a very long time. Very long time. Um, and I'm so glad to have you on. So thank you so uh, much for yep, coming cheer, over. Cheers and, to that, man. And let's, let's, uh, let's, get let's have a it. good time. Yeah, man. So if, uh, if none of you know, <laughs> the way me and uh, Santiago became friends is quite legendary. Mm. So uh, we're in elementary school. I believe it's third grade. Yeah, I yeah. think third, third yeah, grade. Yeah, sounds about right. And um, we're waiting in the car loop. And I don't know how I heard this, but I heard that he was Argentinian. So that was the first, <laughs> that was my first opening line to him. I was like, hey, you're Argentinian? He's like, yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, man, me too. <laughs> and um, right off the bat, I was like, can I come over? Yeah, like, <laughs> he, he's immediately. Like, he immediately, with no hesitation, I was like, can I come over? There were no other conversations. Like, there was nothing there, in between. Nothing that. in between. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you're Argentinian. <laughs> cool, do you mind cool, if I yeah, come over? Yeah. I, was like, I was like, can I be Argentinian <laughs> with you? <laughs> At your house. Yeah. And um, immediately I thought like, oh, you mean you want to hang out at some point? Maybe, you know, later down the week? No, or... right now. Yeah. Right, right and now. And I was like, uh, my mom's like pulling up pulling this minute. <laughs> I'll yeah, ask her. <laughs> Go ahead. He's like, oh, okay. And so I will never forget her face. So confused as to why is this little man getting in my <laughs> fucking van right now? <laughs> this is probably like the first friend I had like brought home like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Probably. I'm, I'm I honored. Mean, and this I mean, is the first friend I actually great. like forced myself into his life. <laughs> I know they're friends, but like they like, you know, were more low key about it. They had yeah. walked to my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had never just asserted themselves into my vehicle <laughs> or at least my mom's vehicle. <laughs> I held him at gunpoint, actually. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going, in, I'm coming with you guys. There was, there was no choice here. That's so funny. No, but, but that, that's then, literally how it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how we kind of met. And then we had, I don't know what we did. I'm pretty sure we like fed you some like, rice and chicken that night no you know what it was you know what it was i remember um your mom asked me what i wanted to eat and i said milanesa Mm -hmm. and she made milanesa but fish i never had fish before whoa and i was like oh man i didn't know it i don't want to be a dick (laughs) i don't that. i don't eat fish but um thank god i ate it and i became so fond of fish yeah. and ever since then i was like wow this is really fucking good and just right. just from it being prepped as a milanesa mm-hmm. like as any other i think that's what made it tolerable for me yeah as a, as a child and i don't was, remember that at all <laughs> it probably didn't i mean you guys probably ate fish all the time maybe we did we yeah. had fish off yeah so sure. and, but that's the thing i, I didn't make like a, i didn't make a scene inside. i didn't even question it i don't mm-hmm. think i even brought it up i was like i was like i'm just going with it right and, uh, ever since then um i just found myself a really genuine family and a really great friend and well yeah i'm glad i'm glad we did though and then uh slowly i started obviously going over to your place and mm-hmm. like um one of the f- i don't know how it even came about like that we both like realized like we were both interested in like making these like little videos, videos stuff yeah. um but this I mean, is YouTube, youtube was big it was big. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was getting. It was getting much larger mm-hmm. in uh, the time we were growing up. Right, but we were so young. Like we, I never even imagined it could be a career. It was like a silly thing to do. Yeah, and it was you know mostly like cat videos and like <laughs> like a lot of like really dumb like yeah, goofy yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Just like very uncoordinated, you know. But you know what's crazy is like I I think my first YouTube video I ever posted I was like nine years old because I remember um, my dad showed it to me because he was sent. Yeah he was sent a YouTube link. Um, excuse me. 
send a YouTube link about something and I saw it and I was like, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. Obviously, as a kid, you have no direction what you're trying mm-hmm. to do. But at the time, I was obsessed with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the man. I wanted to just dance <laughs> like him. I wanted to sing like him. I was like, I oh, don't want yeah. to do this. So I grabbed one of his songs and I recorded myself dancing to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Do you remember what song it was? Ah, oh, fuck. I don't. <laughs> I don't. All I know is I got some uh, hatred <laughs> behind that as a nine-year-old as a nine-year-old they're like what the fuck is this shit stop stop yeah. and uh but honestly ever since then um i was i was always fond of videos and and plus just being so involved with like movies growing up and tv mm-hmm. shows i think the the one person that really made a difference in my life was jim carrey really wow yeah. i, I mean, wasn't expecting that i mean jim carrey was like the moment i saw the mask I yeah. wanted to be that man. <laughs> I wanted to be an entertainer. I didn't know however, whatever way I could be an entertainer, I wanted to be it. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just video just spoke so much more to me. And um, yeah, something for me at least was it was, I think I initially started getting into it because my sister had bought a camera or something. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of more of like, you know, she's like, four or five years older than me and so she started getting like into the computer stuff and like we had a you know home desktop or whatever that she would you know kind of put together some like very very simple videos yeah. and she got a camera for her birthday at one point and i was like whoa this little like square boxing it was it actually mine now yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much she was well she was using it for like green screen stuff and, okay. like like getting oh, into really? like, and she Your was sister. like yeah and she like showed me like basically how to basically like um what is like not jailbreak um the, crack. Like crack. Like, yeah, 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 crack, yeah, crack, yeah, yeah, crack, like crack software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she yeah. was getting like, yeah, like Sony Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And, and man, like, Sony Vegas. I don't think it, wrong. I mean, Adobe maybe like Flash was a thing. Was that, that we downloaded? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure Premiere was around, but I did. Had, you have a Mac? No, we had just because Windows. PC, yeah. yeah. Um, but but she started showing like me like all these like little videos and stuff, and like she wanted me to be like a fake like weatherman and then she was going to green screen the okay. background yeah, yeah, yeah. and put me in like a storm or something. Dude, and I was like, summer, Oh sweet, dude. sweet, sweet. Yeah. And so I did that with her once. She kind of showed me roughly like what she was doing, but like I had no idea what, but then eventually I just started like borrowing her camera more yeah. and more yeah, often. Yeah. And, and just start the digital one, right? It's it was a small, one? yeah, it was a small one. digital yeah. one. Yeah. Um, it was the only other camera that we had other than like an actual, like, um, what, VHS okay, kind of type yeah. deal. Camper, yeah. I really don't even know the model of that one, but that was oh. actually the first camera. Like I used to shoot stuff with really, but like, obviously it was, I didn't know how to edit that stuff. Cause obviously, it's like, yeah, it's on a, yeah, yeah. it's on a tape thing yeah. that you could just like play back on the TV, but you couldn't really edit it. And then, mm-hmm. like, you know, and so when this digital version came out that you could edit, I was like, whoa. Um, so then, so then, yeah, I had that, I had Movie Maker, like yeah. Windows Movie Maker as like my first like editing software. <laughs> terrible. And, terrible. Babe. And holy shit, like I just had a blast with like creating like the stupidest, smallest like videos. Mm-hmm. Like my brother and my cousin and I would just like go in the backyard and just like do some stupid shit you know yeah. like like put Home some like type stuff yeah yeah, yeah yeah and and then i would just like get some video clips of that and then edit it very very minimal you very know minimal, yeah. um and then throw it on youtube and be like yeah you yeah know? look at me look at me i'm a youtuber <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. become a famous on this you know I, I mean i mean the the main i think it was the main account that really pushed me to really want to get into um youtube was nigahiga 
Oh, nigga, nigga. yeah. They were like, like uh, how how to how, how to be a ninja. Yeah, how to be how to how be a ninja. ninja. Yeah. iPod. <laughs> yeah, literally. And it's like, I was like, dude, these guys are so funny, and I want to be just like this mm-hmm. too. I was I, I was always influenced by so many people that made me fucking feel joy and yeah. happiness and, and laugh and all yeah. the time. So I was like, damn, I want to follow in his footsteps because I know it's not just me that they're making it feel this way. I'm making a lot of people feel this way. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like um, developed into a whole personal thing for me. I was like, I want to be that character that everyone, well, I wouldn't say laughs at, but in a way laughs at and, and enjoys having around. Yeah. Just like spreads positivity. And yeah. like, yeah, good time. Yeah, you know, I'm here for you to make you smile. <laughs> but, um, but then again, it, then it started from us being friends to making videos with each other. Mm-hmm. And... Mind you, these videos are still somewhere out there and we have no access to them to get rid of them. So if you ever do come across them, you have found yourself a buried treasure because this is gold. All right. But um, it was it was so much fun, dude. That, yeah. That's all I can remember. And that, that's all that's, it was. That's it was just, was, and it, it was just still something is. for us it to still do. Is. That's the best thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the craziest thing is that it, we've, we've continued. To, we've continued yeah. to make it into something yeah. from something so small. And, you know, I think a lot of people go into like filmmaking or, or like video creation later in life. And, and by then it's just, it's almost like so tainted. It's so, in a way. it's so yeah. like, um, there's too many other things that you're thinking about when yeah. you start, you know, your, your journey that for us, it was just, it was just pure joy, you know? Literally. And so I feel like Literally. that's yeah. not that it's an advantage, but it's, it was something that we just had like the, the luxury of having mm-hmm. before For we sure. realized that we were, you know, cause this is, you know, we're literally in elementary school. And so like, it's just pure joy. And then obviously in high school and later on, like yeah, middle school, I think middle start, school was where it really blew up. Yeah. Like, well, we that's really, when you start realizing like, you oh, understanding like, it a little bit more. Yeah. You can more, still have fun with yeah, it and you can keep it as yeah. like a fun, like passion thing. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, after high school specifically, it's like, oh, if you're doing it, you're doing it probably for a reason. Yeah, it's not yeah. pure joy anymore. Yeah. It's more like I want to get, you know, this many people watching and I, and hopefully I'll, I'll make this into some kind of money making machine yeah. or something. You know, there's there's outside factors that kind of influence like the way you think about whatever you're about to create mm-hmm. rather than. Oh, that might be fun. Let's just let's just fucking goof off. Yeah, and, literally, and See, do some. You're, dumb try, you're stuff. trying to you're trying to um, have a certain audience that's trying to look at a certain yeah. certain project you put yeah, out. Yeah, but it it's kind of crazy. You you stuck with it all throughout high school. No. Uh, yes, yes, and no. I mean, there was moments um, throughout high school where I was definitely like more into it than not. Um, yeah. Specifically, like with my couple friends that that I that I made, you know, Colin and Chris were my two closest friends throughout most of high school. I remember, yeah. That I would, um, you know, kind of, you know, we'd all get together all the time and do stupid shit like we used to do. Yeah. Um, and and I'd be like the one with like the idea, be like, yo, we can make this into a video, you know. And at that point, I had done it quite a few times already, yeah. so like I generally knew like, oh, let's just tell like a little story, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe you know some again really really simple stuff, mostly for for you know for shits and giggles or yeah. whatever. But um, but then slowly uh, throughout high school, I, I kind of yeah, I kept doing it like. Anytime I had an opportunity for like a school project, yeah. you know, like they give you the options or it's like, you can write an essay, you can, um, you know, draw something, you can, uh, whatever. And then one of the options is like make a video. And I was like, that's yes, what I'm that's doing. What definitely it was just doing, like, yeah. it always called my attention because one, I had obviously done it 
mm-hmm. a couple times by then. Yeah. And I knew like the software and everything that I needed to do. And then too, it's just like, I just thought it was the most fun and like the most kind of out there kind of, no, of stuff. Course. Like you're, um, you're actually more motivated to do it. Right. To get right. done other than like drawing something or writing something. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. and so I kept that up for, for a pretty long time when it got almost like serious was like senior year in high school. I took an elective, um, it was called broadcasting. Okay. Yeah. And basically our class, like, you know, 20 or 30 students were in charge of creating like a weekly, uh, segment segment. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, we, well, our class was broken up into men, many groups mm-hmm. and each group had a segment that they okay. were in charge of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were all given basically, you know, the, the, the software and the computers to like basically edit their own segments and everything. Mm-hmm. And me being, you know, <laughs> a little bit more advanced in like yeah, yeah. the video stuff, I was like, oh, I want to do like the promos, like the commercials yeah. for, for like, I want to be in charge of that segment. And my teacher was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, do whatever you want. Um, and so I had, luckily I had like my two best friends in that class and we were just go hard with them. And Isn't that the best having people like you're really comfortable with yeah, and they're yeah. willing to fail and yes. keep trying to fucking get And it. just like, yeah. you know, basically make a total fool of themselves on yeah, camera. Literally. It's yeah. not, you know, you're... you're and then and then that video had to be played every Monday in front oh, of like the entire look school. At that. Wow. And so we kind of became a little famous. A little famous. I know them. Yeah. But at that point I was already like seeing it as not necessarily a career yet, but I was like, oh, like I'm I'm pretty good. I like for, for my age and everything. No, I was for like, sure. I was yeah. like, I'm, and, I'm and, decent you, and that's this. the thing, you fucking were. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing all the videos you post and I'd be like, <laughs> holy shit, dude, this man is improving, improving, improving. But again, I still at the time, I had not really tossed so, around the idea too much of, of making it into a career. I was thinking, Obviously, this is something yeah. fun that I'm good at, whatever. No, it's course, a cool, yeah. it's a cool hobby to have. Um, ideally at the time, more like junior and, and senior year, I was thinking, I'm going to become an aerospace engineer. I was really? like, I was in all like the advanced like math really? classes. Wow. I, was, I was taking I physics in high school, like like college level yeah, physics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was doing all those like crazy courses to make sure that like I could get into a good like engineering program yeah. or whatever. Um, and then yeah, I mean, eventually I you know from other other circumstances, the outside world kind of influenced it. But at the end of the day, I did decide. I'm like, let me just try um, this as an actual career and. And then at that point, it basically became like, you know what? Like, if I'm going to try this, I, like, I got to go, like, all in. No, Otherwise, it's sure. definitely going to fail. And yeah. so I basically made that, like, it wasn't like engineering had become my plan B. Mm-hmm. At that point, engineering was no longer an option. And it was like, I have to make this work. And and then all the outside pressures of, like, you know, your family, um, you know, my girlfriend at the time. And, you know, she's now my wife or whatever. But, um all these people around you are kind of set these expectations when you get out of high school to, yeah, to that, you know, that's, basically that's, do something with your life. It's always and, difficult yeah, to get around. And I took that to heart and then I kind of just made sure to focus all my energy into making it work, <laughs> you know, and luckily I, I came out on the other side and, and I did, you know, and I know, man. Yeah. And, and of course now, now we're here. You're here <laughs> and you're, you're, you obviously got the experience with working with this, uh, production company that you did in the past uh, a couple of years mm-hmm. and then now you're fully fully working for yourself which yeah, is that was, a yeah. blessing and um obviously there's always ups and downs to that but in the long run you always come out on top 
because mm-hmm. no matter what you're working for yourself which is crazy dude like like i said like growing up and seeing you continue to keep doing it always always stuck with me always stuck with me i know me i fell off once i'll say once high school started mm-hmm. but i think the only thing that kept me in making videos was vine really vine kept me in making videos so i made so yeah. many and i had a pretty good following at some point not something crazy where i'm making money from mm-hmm. it but i was making all these type of videos and i knew how to kind of maneuver certain edit to make it look yeah. good and all yeah, stuff yeah. but like you said you have the experience and then you have some type of advantage towards mm-hmm. people but um it took me a, a while to get back onto it yeah yeah and, and that's definitely yeah something i want to get into deep is like Basically, you you kind of coming around, and oh, then like dude, I was way out like of it, like full way like, out. Of yeah, it. and then we talked about it recently, like you've now made the full circle, mm-hmm. especially with us being together here. Yeah, it's man. like, dude, it, it's it's a wild feeling, and and I want to hear. I'm gonna just let you just tell your story for it, a second. It, I mean, it's crazy. Like, uh, like I said, me me and Santiago, we both started doing this together. Um, we obviously had a lot of friends who helped out, and. Um, it got to the point where he he stuck around doing it. I was always on the move. I, I went to five different high schools, so I was constantly moving around, and uh, I couldn't stick with one thing, so I had to really find something for myself each place I moved to. But after high school, I would say I was about 19. I got my first bartending job, and uh, around the time... My cousin, who was six at the time, got her first gig in Disney. And in my head, I'm like, well, what the fuck? If this little brat can do it, <laughs> so can I. And uh, so I started doing the research, and I was very low-key about it. Because mm-hmm. I was very easily misguided growing up. Yeah, Like, if I was to tell someone an idea... And they'd be like, no, nah, that's not going to work. I, I, would, I would psych myself out and second guess myself and mm. be like, you know what? They're right. Let me not go through with it. Let me not try it. And that was that was a big struggle for me growing up. But kept it to myself, very low key. And then finally, uh, one day I'm closing the bar and uh, I'm working at a family-owned restaurant. So they have these two friends of the owners come in really late. And as I'm closing, and they're like, yeah, we just want a glass of wine. I'm like, okay, no worries. Take this. I'll uh, I'll keep closing. Just let me know if you need anything else. So they're talking, they're talking, and finally they include me into the conversation. And the lady is uh, Morgan Thompson. That was her name. Hmm. She asked me, she's like, hey, so what do you want to do? Like, how old are you? And I, I, of course I lied. I didn't want anyone to know I was 19. I was actually... I, yeah, so I told him I was 21. Um, she's like, well, what do you want to do? You want to keep bartending for the rest of your life or do you have any other any goals? I was like, I had a moment of hesitation, which like three seconds felt like an hour. And I was like, do I just say it? I, was like, I don't even know this person. So I, I, I took the chance, took a leap of faith and said it. I was like, you know, I actually, I want to pursue film and acting. Mm-hmm. And she's like, really? Tell me more. So I told her my whole analogy behind it. I was like, listen... It's not to become rich and famous, anything like that. Like it's no, it's really to be able to wake up and say, I'm doing what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I made it. I turned a dream into reality and, and and foremost. And she was kind of moved by it. She was like, that's so interesting. And then she pulls out her wallet, pulls out her card and she hands it to me. She's like, well, whenever you're ready, give me a call. 
And at first I was kind of confused. I didn't know what she meant. And then I finally looked at the card and on it, it says producer, screenwriter, actress. Yeah. And I was like, no way. <laughs> first person I tell, I like open up yes. about this at all happens to be this person. Yeah. I was thrown back. And she got me my first gig on a featured film two weeks later. Mm-hmm. If there is not like a more like, this is like this destiny, is, <laughs> like, like destined to that's happen. That's what I'm saying, dude. And like, that I, is a crazy moment. I, I took that in as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. And I knew from that moment, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so gone to the feature film and being on set, man, I felt more connected to anything than I ever had before that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But obviously, uh, growing up, having all these trials and tribulations, you fall in and out of the path that mm-hmm. depends on the person which was me and um i stuck with it for for a good time and then i fell off for i would say about a year i was going through it and then finally i kind of uh looked back at it and i understood looking back at our childhood onto youtube i was like you know i was more of a storyteller mm-hmm. than a performer in a way so i took that in and I was like, I think I want to get into writing mm-hmm. and directing. And ever since then, I tried to educate myself as much as I can. And there's there's only, there's only so much you can inform yourself with before you start doing it. Right, yeah. And I think that's what I lacked was taking the initiative to start doing it. Because I would always be like, no, I need to be more prepared to start doing this in order for me to make something great that is a huge setback that like just holds so many like potentially very talented people mm-hmm. is that they want to learn every technical aspect prepared. yeah you want to be the the most prepared you possibly could be mm-hmm. but the truth is you'll never be at that perfect know. moment of preparedness exactly. and so better than than hoping to have everything perfectly like you know exactly what you'll do or, or you know how exactly you'll shoot something exactly or, um is just to do it and then, Literally. and then just go through that that process over and over again. And yeah. that's where you really build experience and, and kind of really hone your own skills. Yeah, man. And uh and, and like I said, like even even seeing you on, on social media um posting your content, I was like, Man, you know how you know how happy I am to see someone I started this with yeah. continue to keep doing it and to kind of see myself falling in that same pattern mm-hmm. and that, that same path and continue to keep pursuing it it's really a it's really a blessing in disguise because like like santiago brought up in, in the beginning comes full circle yeah in a way yeah. without even wanting it to come mm-hmm. in that way and if, no it's, it's felt very natural and organic mm-hmm. almost like like when you it told me crazy. that you were coming up i was like dude yes and then we have to get together i don't know I don't know. We met. We met up a couple months ago, and I don't yeah, know if down, I down south. Yeah. If I knew that you were working, or maybe you weren't working um, for a production company mm-hmm. that you are now. I know you didn't get to that part of the you story yet. That, yeah. <laughs> um, but but the fact when you told me that, dude, I was just so happy. I was like, yes, dude. Yes, like dude. I was, I was so happy and so moved. And then when you told me that, like you had always kind of like followed my stuff, and I was like, dude, I every time I post stuff and like 
especially when, you know, when you're not really like fully in it, like when you're not really working as a full-time, you know, videographer, editor, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, um, and you're posting things about being a filmmaker, you know, you feel kind of like a, like a, like an imposter almost, in a way, you know, in a way, you're like, that, yeah, for sure. And so, and so I always kind of almost second guess myself while I was posting a lot of those things, mm -hmm. talking about, you know, filmmaking stuff or yeah. whatever. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, who am I to be to talking about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now hearing like you talk about it and like saying like you actually saw some of that stuff and it continued to inspire you and like helped you kind of make that push to like yeah, really man. try it again. Yeah. Like, dude, like fucking man. Like, I'm so glad I did all that. And, oh, dude, and I'm you glad have no, it you have no idea. some kind you of purpose. Have no idea, bro. And, and it's not even that. Like I even, I even bring it up to, uh, my parents and, and some friends that we even know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, it, it just comes to show, like, there's something that always speaks to you, but doesn't speak to you clearly mm. until you're fully in it. And then once you're in it, that's when you get the whole picture and you're like, you know, I heard something growing up and then yeah. finally it's like, it's a big slap to the face, but it, it took me, it took me some time. Um, obviously during the, the lockdown that, uh, pushed me to make something. And I made a small, little, short, whatever you can call it. Uh, just an idea that I wanted to put out because I was more into writing than anything. Mm -hmm. And obviously I shot, I shot it with an iPhone. Didn't really have much of a program to use. If any of you Sony Vegas are, Sony Vegas user are out there, just know I love you. <laughs> and um, I'm with you full, <laughs> through, through the whole way. I'm sorry I had to let you go I, this I, past I, week. <laughs> but I, I, finally, I finally moved on. <laughs> I cannot endorse any I Sony Vegas users. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, just keep, keep doing it. I, Sony Vegas is... <laughs> the best, like the best in, in my heart. I, I've used it all it's, these it's years, good. but, yeah. um, but then, yeah, like, like, uh, like you were saying, I finally, uh, got into a production studio mm -hmm. and this was when I was really taking it much more seriously. I was looking up camera gear. I was looking up, um, taking writing uh, courses. I was doing all this stuff in order for me to be more than prepped to, mm -hmm. to get started. Yeah. And before that, I was working at Art Gallery just because I broke my hand and I was able to work there without having to use so much, so much of my hand that, that was broken. Um, but it was funny because there was, there was, there was a, a phase, like, a, t like a, a period of time where I was questioning all my artistic abilities. Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to draw, able to write, able to shoot and do all this stuff. And I was like, what can I really put all my energy into that's going to lead into something much bigger than it already is. So for the time, um, actually before the art gallery, I was working at UFIT and there, since I was working front desk, I would literally draw all the time and I got better and better and better because I would draw every single day. Mm -hmm. And people were like, Oh my God, you should become an artist. You should do tattooing. And I was like, fuck, you're so right. <laughs> like I was taking all these <laughs> ideas. And I was like, Oh my God, yeah. this feels so good. And then it come to come to realization, I was like, you know, I'm not passionate about that. Mm. And after working at the art gallery, I was talking to the, the painters there and the people that work there. And they, they kind of uh, told me, they're like, listen, this has to be everything. You have to feel every canvas you paint. Mm -hmm. You have to tell a story with every canvas you paint it has to mean something entirely to you because if it doesn't, it's not going to mean anything to anyone else. Right. And I was like, you're right. 
and they're telling me the whole progress and how much time it takes and what you need to do in order to get successful in, in the art career like that. And and obviously, I know I'm capable of doing it, but do I want to do that? Do I want to mm-hmm. put all my energy and time into yeah. that? And then finally, um, they asked me like, "What else? What else are you? What else do you like to do?" I was like, "Well, I'm really into filmmaking. I'm always been invested in film. I, I I love movies. I love any type of videography, cinematography, like anything like that." They're like, "Okay, do you have anything to show?" And it was so funny. Like um, I would say about two weeks before I was asked that question. Um, I was dog sitting for my aunt and uh, for a weekend. And there was one night where uh, I took a little something, something, and I was very <laughs> eager to create something. And I was getting so frustrated. I was like, I don't have a script. I don't have, I don't have a fucking idea what I want to do. Mm. I don't have any type of direction. What am I going to make? And then I, it kind of hit me. I was like, just make something. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't need direction. doesn't need dialogue. Mm-hmm. Just make something that looks that's going to yeah. make someone feel something. So I was like, okay. So within like two hours, I get all these different shots. And then I stayed up till like five, six in the morning, edited a rough draft. And then the next day when I woke up, I made the final. And, um, and obviously that came, came into play. And then I showed them that one and they gave me such positive feedback. And obviously, when you get positive feedback, you feel a type of way about something. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this feels good. Just like how like the drawings that you fit yeah. made me feel. They're like, oh, my God, you should fucking do this. I was like, <laughs> you're fucking right. So which made me lead to going to the art gallery. And then, but then from them, um, they're like, this is really fucking good. You should keep doing it. Do you have another one? I'm a- I was like, I'm actually making one right now. So I made a second part to the first video. And then I showed them. And they're like, dude leave <laughs> to like get the fuck out of here go find a job with film yeah. and stick with it please and because you're a shit painter you, you fucking suck <laughs> at painting stop no 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 but uh <laughs> but from that moment i started looking up um uh what do you call internships mm. at production uh companies yep. and stuff and i was like i don't care if i get paid i want to learn now mm-hmm. i'm I'm fully with it now. Yes. I want to be invested. So uh, finally, I'm, I'm doing all the research. I'm applying to all these places. And then I, there was this guy actually on the first featured film I ever worked on, like the first gig. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted a, a story on Instagram um, working with this production studio. And I click on them and it was so funny. Like after I clicked on their page, I followed them. I looked at all their stuff. Within five minutes, they posted now hiring, uh, full time, part time. Yeah. And my immediate response to that post was in all caps, yes, <laughs> yes. So like, you want to work here? I was like, yes. <laughs> so, so they're like, when uh, when can you come in? I was like, yeah, yes, no, no, no. I was like, uh, I was like, okay, I can come in tomorrow. It's like, okay, come in. And so I went. Uh, I met a lot of the people that worked there. He asked me, like, what do you want to do? I was like, listen, man, I want to be fully invested in this. I've had many, many times where I've been distracted from this path, sticking with uh, videography, cinematography, mm-hmm. and all that filmmaking. And I want to be with it. I want to learn. And I know I have to start from somewhere. And I'm willing to start from the bottom. And he was like, He's like, all right, um, well, we can start you at 14 an hour. 
I was like, in my head, I'm like, you're going to pay me? <laughs> you're going to pay me to learn? Yes, dude. And I was like, I, I didn't question it. I was like, yes, let's go. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, so you're basically going to, you're going to work in the studio. You're going to learn all the equipment. You're going to prep all the gear for certain shoots. You're going to prep the studio for certain shoots, clean it, organize it. Basically, all like the the shit end of the stick in yeah, a way, in a the, way. The in typical way. PA. Yeah, yeah. It's work. Exactly. So, <laughs> to put um, it lightly. Yeah, so it was like uh, I was fully with it. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, let's let's do it. Let's get started. He's like, uh, can you start full time? I was like, I'm actually working another job. I can start part time. But give me some time. I'll put my two weeks in and I'll go full time with you guys. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, let's fucking do it. So then I started. So I worked with them and kept with the art gallery and I had to explain the art gallery. I was like, hey guys, um, remember how you told me to leave? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm now leaving yeah, in, in yeah. about two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're like, where at? I was like, I got a job at a production studio. And they're like, fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. there are just so many like valuable pieces of like just an- an- analogies or whatever that you just kind of like all told. put together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, people ask all the time, it's like, oh, but like, how do I get started? You know, it's like Dude. you, you kind of just laid out like, I mean, obviously everyone's going to be different. Everyone, everyone has different. Yeah, paths, whatever. Yeah. But Every. you laid out so many of like the most important parts, which is first and foremost, you got to be willing to tell people what you want to do, which is, you know, be in the film industry, yeah, be an actor. You manifest be, that into your, into your yeah. life. And so just, you just keep it a secret. It's never going to, sh- it's like, never going to shine. Yeah. Like, that, like yeah. that night at the bar where you told that person, I want to honestly be an actor or whatever. And yeah. you've never told anyone that before. Never. Obviously to some amount of luck, you know, that person was connected in the industry and she mm-hmm. was able to help you out yeah. for your first gig. But but that's the kind of energy that it takes. And it, and it doesn't always come as like the first person you tell or whatever, but you have to be very consistent with it. And you have to constantly be putting it out there that like you are in the industry and like yes. you, you, you want to continue to learn. Another thing was like when you reached out to that production company and you told them like, honestly, I know I need to start somewhere. I'm willing to start from the bottom. People love to hear like when you're just willing to be, you know, like a helping hand, like paid or not paid, like they just mm-hmm. see the passion through that and they can tell you, you know, that, that you're really invested yeah. in, in whatever they're going to do. That just puts you on a huge amount of like, like a huge pedestal for, no, for course, people yeah. that are looking to hire somebody. Cause you know, too many people come in and I was in a position where I was helping a hiring process at my production company mm-hmm. for a bit. And so many people come in with a more, you know, that kind of like cockier attitude where it's like they've been working in the industry like on and off for a while and they think they know everything. And like, those are the first people I like immediately write off like as like, oh, there's no way you're going to get hired. Even though you have like on paper, all the, all the experience that you, that you'd think you'd want for, for like the kind of position. But like the personality and like their, not ambition, but like their, their willingness to, to just kind of let go of their ego yeah, yeah, and just, just be like, I need to be learn. part of yes. everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is actually so much more valuable oh, in, no, in yeah, most 100%. positions. Um, and so, like, there's just, again, so much you can pull out of there. And then, and the fact that, like, you had to go through a little bit of, you know, you painted or you, you were drawing, you worked yeah, at the yeah, art gallery, yeah. but, but somehow you ended up at this production, like, studio. And mm-hmm. that's, I think that's amazing. And again, yes, people see the hard work and they know, 
um, when someone's really passionate about something, yeah. they can kind of tell. And that's why, I mean, and yeah, any work should be paid, honestly. No, it's of like, course, yeah. But, but yeah, it is an amazing feeling when you're like, when you're in that position where you feel like... When you have, the thing is, I didn't expect it. Right, right. I, and I, that's, like my, that's kind of the mindset you have to be in, though. Like no, you talked about yeah. also the fact that like this painter was telling you uh, if if you're not living for whatever you're doing, if you're not putting all of, all of you into your art or whatever you're creating, mm-hmm. um, then you shouldn't be doing it because yeah. no one else is gonna, everyone else is gonna be able to see through exactly. the bullshit, basically. Exactly. Um, and and that's kind of the the purity that you have to come into any field, and specifically like a field like ours, where at first you're not gonna get paid too much, no. you're, you're not gonna get like <laughs> no. this any um, kind of instant satisfaction. No, yeah. um, if anything, it's the opposite. It's gonna be just a lot of lot of failing over yeah, and man. over and over again until you get any kind of out of like success mm-hmm. and you have to love it because it's going to be really painful and it's got to it's got to be what is continuously motivating you yeah. is just your passion for it and you, your love for you it you know you know the end game with it exactly the end and, game is what's pushing mm-hmm. you to fight through all this mm-hmm. the the small startup and and making your way up yeah and it's like um like i said man it's mm-hmm. it's so nice it's so great to have a friend who's <laughs> in this field to be able to talk about it. Like, of course, I've met a lot of people yeah, along yeah, the way, yeah. but this is this goes a ways back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a different kind of it's, connection it's different, that, that exactly, we have, exactly. a relationship that we have as compared to all the more recent, you know, obviously, yeah, yeah I have my own network people, yeah, of, of filmmakers and people that are connected. This is, where, this is like where it started almost. Yeah, yeah. And and so that's why it's this full This circle. is a very, very special podcast yeah, um, man, episode yeah. or whatever yeah, for, for just all of it blessings um, bro yeah and and then now just also just being able to almost like kind of re re-meet you because like we fell off pretty like oh yeah for, for not, a while not not really i would, I would say like we just oh, got i don't know this guy no, yeah like we no. grew distant see, obviously see from distance mm-hmm. and of course Social media mm-hmm. uh, keeps you connected a little bit, yeah. Of course, yeah. And, just uh, enough to, to, to not for, totally forget like who they are. Yeah, who, who this, how, how they even <laughs> like, look? Like, yeah, oh, like, shit, what, yeah, that's that's what he's up to, yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's honestly, man, it's 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 always been nice. Like, yeah. uh, I can't I can't elaborate on that anymore. And um, it's okay, you don't have to. It's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everyone understands. Like, wow, this guy really cares. Like, yeah, no, but but now seeing you and and seeing like how how again how devoted you are and how passionate you are like i see that even though technically you've only been working for this company for like maybe like six months or whatever yeah um you know i can just tell like dude you're gonna go places you're gonna get places i mean just you're doing all the right moves and all the kind of things that i would have been doing like if i was in your position Mm -hmm. and and seeing like someone else do it and like it working for them yeah it's just a really nice feeling especially someone as close you know to me as you no definitely bro um and and yeah i just i'm just I'm thinking that you're gonna you're gonna continue to just make moves and and oh bro same with you because same with you like I I've, your work just, is getting, <laughs> getting there dude it's gonna come to a point where no one else is gonna know like oh wow that's Santiago Luunda's work <laughs> they're gonna know the last name too like that that's 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 how it's gonna stick yeah, out no one's gonna know how to pronounce it so <laughs> they're gonna be like Luunda 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 uh, but, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 always great. And then even I think just growing up separately uh, just shows how different a path can yeah. be journeyed. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it, it just comes into play. Like 
some things are meant to be. Mm-hmm. Some things are totally. not. And um, that's why me growing up, bro, I've had over, I'm 23. I've had mm-hmm. over 30 jobs. Yeah. I have tried a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And of course, like uh, it doesn't look right on paper. It never looks good on paper when you have over 30 jobs. And that's why I had to minimize my whole resume every yeah, time I yeah. do anything. Yeah, like delete a couple yeah, of them. Like, too oh, many. Basically three quarters of them. But um, I, I think the one thing that I was very grateful of from a young age was knowing what worked and what wasn't going to work. Hmm. And that's what made me work somewhere. And after some time, I'd be like, I know this is not going to be long, like longevity. Yeah. It's not going to be long term. So why am I going to waste their time and mine? And um, the only the only thing that really motivated me a lot growing up was experience. Hmm. I wanted to be the most experienced person in the room, yeah. always. And of course, that has its pros and cons in a way. Yeah. Um, being that jack of all trades, hmm. uh, where you're master of none. Hmm. But honestly, if you utilize it to your advantage, you can always find a way to come out on top. And yeah, I mean, there is something to that. And then there is something obviously to the fact that like, you don't, you don't always want to be the smartest person in the room because then no, no, no. there's I'm no, smartest, no, 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 I would hate to be the smartest person in the room. I'd, oh man, that'd be a total, but you know what thing, I mean? But... Like, like you, you want to always be learning and always growing. Always. And so it's like, always. if there's no one there to teach That's you anything, always been my thing. then you're actually putting yourself at a disadvantage because you're not you know, moving up your ear, you're too stationary and you're too yeah. complacent with, with your experience or your knowledge or whatever. And, and I've seen people at that, that stage. And that's part of the reason why I left my last production company was that I, I was starting to feel like I wasn't being challenged enough. Like yeah. I wasn't, feeling um, yeah, like I, I was kind of reach, reaching like a plateau yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the kind of experience that I was gaining from that job. And so I knew that I needed something, a challenge, something to really push me to make it to that next level, you know? And right, so right. obviously it was, it was very extreme and, and it did not come easy, like as an easy decision no, to make. Definitely not. I had it's to like be very responsible. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, there's a lot of promise there, but there's, it's like, I don't mm-hmm. see yeah. more of a future. Especially, especially when, you know, the financial part of it and everything is like going Solid. well. It's yeah. yeah it's like, it's like, it's so easy to just get trapped in like just working for someone. I feel like a lot of people get trapped in that. Yeah, Where yeah, and I don't blame them because like, it to the side. dude, it fucking yeah, it 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 puts you through a lot. And I question myself, you know, half the days I wake up and I'm like, dude, fuck, what did I just do? You know, yeah. like, why did I just leave my my job to basically become the most stressed person about? You know, like, there's I think there was something recently I saw that was like, I quit my nine to five. To, um, to work for myself. Now I work 24 seven, you know, and, that, and, that's, and, that's, and it's, that's the case. Absolutely that's true. The case. It's so, yeah, it's so much more than, than, than what you expect, but, but then it's but, also so much more rewarding. No, of course. Cause that's set, that separates everything else. When it's nine to five, mm-hmm. you're working for someone. Yeah. When it's 24 seven, man, you're constantly working for yourself. You don't have to worry about any other people yeah. like directing everything you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you follow along, each thing you want to get into, each project you choose to do. So, of course, there's hard work that comes with that. But in the yeah. end, it all falls into place. Yeah. And you yeah. come out on top. And, yeah, it's, it's again, just a lot of that hard work just, I think, does pay off. Um, that's kind of my experience in the past is that when I've been in these positions where I've had to make these kind of big leap of faith moments, mm-hmm. I've put just all of my energy or as much as I could, like, 
without totally like burning myself out. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes you yeah you fall into these holes, these negativity traps or whatever. But but the hard work eventually kind of just catches up. You throw enough things against the wall, like something's gonna stick, and that's no, that's kind of the 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 thing that's just kind of got me to where I'm or got me to where I was in that company. Yeah. And I think we'll continue to push me further. And that's the thing, bro. We're we're still we're still pretty young, dude. We are so we're young. Still pretty some young. Some people dude. don't it's realize. So some people so don't crazy. realize what they want to do or their real passions or or for a become, while. For you know, a while. gain the balls to like really make it something that like and like they, they make and, that move. Yeah, you know? and, and once they do, sometimes they don't take initiative to pursue mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and they become, that's what I mean. They, they become yeah. complacent, and it's like. No, yeah, and, I, and I, see, as you, I see your potential. I as see you get it. older, it's like you kind of start stacking all these responsibilities yeah, on yourself, yeah, and yeah. and you feel like all those those become the reasons why you're you working. Can't, all this stuff, yeah, yeah, you can't all make, that, yeah. make that big leap of faith moment. But honestly, I still think that's bullshit. No, and, of course, dude. We're we're at, we're I, at a place where yeah, risk is everything right now. Mm-hmm. Risk, and obviously, you have to be somewhat smart about it. Mm-hmm. You can't be a fucking total fool. But it's always high risk, high reward mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. And it's it's the people that take the biggest risk to get the rewards. You know, it's like, um, I mean, I don't know how to describe it other than like the, like when you, when you're in a position where you're like getting comfortable, you have a steady income, it's like you have to do all the responsible things to plan out your next big move. Yeah. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't just hear a podcast like this and get inspired for the next 15 minutes and go, <laughs> and go fuck it, I'm going to quit my job right now. You know? No, it's, it's, it's gotta be that prolonged, it's gotta be that, that very prolonged, oh God. <laughs> I'm gonna quit my job right now because of this podcast. Yes, you should know. Okay, no, okay. <laughs> Oh no, but God. like no, what I'm no. saying is basically like you Make have sure to you have, have a, a somewhat. Not, I mean, yes. Not, I mean, you don't. Uh, it, it's hard because it, 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 really uh, yeah, you want to minimize the risk, but yes. there is a huge amount of risk no matter of what. But what I'm saying is basically you have to put all the work into planning that that big leap of faith moment, <laughs> that big you know what your next big move is going to be. You know, when I moved to Orlando. I was working at a full-time, you know, editing position or whatever, and I kind of hated it. It was very like monotonous. It was like very kind of basic uh, YouTube videos that yeah, I was doing. Yeah, it was like, yeah. the same kind of stuff over and over again. And I, I was I, at six months at working there. I was like, I'm gonna quit tomorrow. Like I, I, I was so done with it. I was like, this is miserable. How long did you work there for six months or like total? Yeah, I ended up working there another six months. Okay, just to because when I decided to quit. I really realized I was like, no, I shouldn't quit today. Mm. I should quit six months from now with the proper plan, the proper yeah. resources yeah. to make sure that my yeah. next move yeah. doesn't land me, you know, back to where I was, you know, yeah. back to you know square one. So, so I took the next six months to do all the work I was doing for them. You know, still working full time as an editor, but then basically putting in a lot of my own overtime at home planning you know doing more research kind of doing everything that i needed to do to to formulate like a plan to make sure that when i did leave that company when i moved out and like had all these expenses going that i would still be okay yeah and that i would you know figure out a way to make money then yeah. and like and you know it didn't go totally smoothly but it worked out for the most part and again it just it, it that took me from one level of 
you know, being an editor or whatever to my next level and then working at a production company and getting more experience. Yeah. And, and so it's like those, those leap of faith moments, it's sometimes I describe it as like life. I feel like at this point, you know, again, we're pretty young. So like, no, I don't know how bulletproof this is like throughout <laughs> your entire life, but yeah. at least when you're young, you have to kind of get into the, like the, like a cycle of every, I want to say like one to three years, three years being on like the high end, one to three years, you need to totally, like absolutely put yourself in a position where you're, you're at, like, level yeah, totally yeah. challenge mm -hmm. and make those big moves. If, if you're serious about like, 100%. you know, working up your ladder yeah. or like whatever career you're in. And this applies to most things, you know, it's oh, not yeah, just filmmaking. Just about, yeah. um, but you never want to become complacent. <clears throat> Cause that's when you become comfortable yeah. and that's when you don't reach higher highs. Exactly. And so, yeah. and so life becomes this kind of cycle of you're, you're like jogging for a bit, whatever. And then you do sprints and you sprint for a year or whatever. Yeah. And so like, and so my last job was, was my jog basically. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was a, it was a steady pace or whatever. I was getting you know a consistent income, mm -hmm. all that. And then it became, um, it, the jog started feeling like a walk. Because my body got used to it. Right? I feel you. And then, yeah, I, and then I use that same analogy all yeah, the time. Yeah. And so then time. you gotta, you kind of have to man up and be like, "Fuck!" I get, now I gotta, you know, slap myself in the face and be like, "I'm. I'm what am I doing? I'm yeah. not really getting anywhere anymore. I need to start sprinting again." So then you challenge yourself. You mm -hmm. you put into action another one of these like big moves, big plans. Again, being responsible about it. Make sure your finances. Make sure everything's kind of at least like manageable. I, I think for it's like for, a level of confidence that you have yeah. to develop throughout that time like mm -hmm. you say you're at this place at six months and you're like fuck i want to leave yeah and obviously uh, within those six months you're like you are confident that you can leave mm -hmm. but then obviously you want to plan it out but even when you get to that second mark of six months your confidence is through the roof you're yeah. like i can i can leave yeah, yeah not yeah. that i don't want to mm -hmm. i can leave and mm -hmm. still make it yeah make it happen. it's the most freeing feeling when oh, like, when yeah, you quit and you yeah. know that you're going to be, be okay. okay. Yes. yes. It's like... The best, dude. They have nothing... Especially like, when you have support. Mm -hmm. Like, it's completely different when, like, your boss is an asshole, but typically I've had decent bosses. Yeah. And it, it's just such a good feeling when they, they can't hold anything over your head. Because, you know, some people are assholes. They'll, you know, you know, oh, you're going to quit. What are you going to do? You know, you're going to blah, blah, blah. And they kind of get into your head and mm -hmm. whatever. But it's just... It's the most. It's the nicest thing to just be in charge of your own kind of destiny and, no, and be course, able to say dude. like, "Oh, I'm gonna quit because I'm just not enjoying this anymore." I'm yeah. not, and it's not because I need money. Or I need more money. I need. I don't. I don't want to negotiate. I don't want to do anything. I just want to leave. I want. I want. I, I, I want to. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. I need something else Literally. other than this. And mm -hmm. I want to challenge myself. And I want to, you know, continue to grow. And and yeah, again, it's just like a really great feeling. So if. If you put yourself in a position where you think you can achieve a little bit of financial security and take a big leap of faith, it's like just do just it. Do like it. you gotta no, do it. Of course. There, and there even is, if it doesn't work, yeah. you now know what will work for the next time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That that's the thing. It's like you ne you never you never lose. You either win or you learn. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. most important. And of course, that sounds so philosophical, but yeah, it's, it's like almost cheesy, but almost. It's but so true. It, it's so true. Like yeah. once you experience it, and when you once you become aware of it, that's when you're unstoppable. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh man, yeah. I, and then, I can really apply myself towards anything. Mm -hmm. And if I fail, I'm not really failing. I'm just learning something about what I did wrong and how I can 
do something even better the next time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that does become, depend on the person because some things either make you or break you. Yeah. Always. I don't, I don't know. I've never, I mean, I guess I've never met someone that's like been totally broken to the point where like they were like a filmmaker and then just dropped out totally. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just maybe not thinking of them right now because obviously they're just not in my, in my universe. Mm-hmm. But, but I feel like 90% of the time you're just gonna, you know, what doesn't kill you make you stronger kind of thing of course, where it's like, it, of course. It, you know, the chances of actually it breaking you are very, very small. And very so, small. and so legitimately the actual risk you're taking is way less than what maybe you're perceiving it to be. Oh, cheers um, to that, brother. Yeah. Cheers to that. And, and yeah, holy shit. I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful that you, you kind of had that opportunity to make oh, man, yeah. the full circle and now we're here and fucking just chumming it out, just you know? <laughs> chumming it out, man. I know we got to go home soon, but it's, uh, it's been a blessing, bro. Like mm-hmm. just even going to LA was really yeah. Yeah, do you want to talk about your little adventure recently? Yeah, I mean, even though it was such short time, it's just like, um, it's kind of like when you get into something and it kind of connects to you in a way. When I went out there, there's so many people that have so many different experiences when it comes to LA. They're like, oh, it's demonic. Oh, the people are fake. Oh, all yeah. this stuff. I'm like, listen, man, that's everywhere. But you can't feel connected to everywhere mm-hmm. sometimes. And when I went out there, First thing I noticed was the scenery. And just like, of course, it's very polluted in a way. Uh, that's not the best. But it's just all the different type of people out there. There's so many different types of styles, uh, people, and, and type of um, go-getters. And, th- and that's the thing. With that state, it's mm-hmm. a go-getter state. You yeah. have to hustle. And, of course, there's a lot of homeless people there which is very sad, but um, the people that do work, it pays off and you see it from what they have. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm like, I'm so fascinated by, oh my God, this person has such a big house, they have such a nice yeah, car, and have all this stuff. Things. Like, no, it's like, it just, the one thing I'm fascinated about is how passionate these people are and how mm-hmm. consistent they are with their work. And knowing that there are unlimited possibilities of growing in that state. Mm-hmm. And working. Yeah. And I, I was telling you earlier, like, when I went out there, the one thing that just overcame me was if I come out here, I move out here, I make something myself, I'm definitely putting people I know on. Yeah. Like, I want to give you work. I want to show you the fire things over here yeah. and what you're not able to get over there Yeah, in Florida, mm-hmm. where obviously you have access to everything now. That's just the world we live in. But it's just when it's hands-on like that and it's a whole different environment, mm-hmm. it's totally different. No, oh, yeah. I mean, in our industry, uh, and we talked about this a lot in like my previous podcast, is like your location, it, it makes it just, a difference. Yeah, it just makes such it a makes big difference. A difference. It, it kind of sucks, especially if you're someone that prefers smaller cities or, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of, you know, small, yeah, basically just smaller cities yeah, or whatever yeah. and that kind of like low-key low lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. It's like the sad part is that the bigger opportunities and everything, you have to be near a kind of a production hub. So like, yeah, you, you, you know, be LA, New York, people Atlanta. Yeah. Miami is booming right now from what I hear. And so that's nice. You live closer, a lot closer to Miami yeah, than I do. Yeah, we do some jobs in Miami. <laughs> um, 
I live in Orlando, so it's like a little bit further and little it's, bit, it's, yeah. it's a little more difficult, but even from here, like I still end up landing jobs and stuff oh, down course, there. And so, yeah. um, still it's still, it's still an advantage to be in Florida mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, being in the middle of nowhere, like Ohio or, <laughs> yeah, <know>. literally. <laughs> or where you could become big out there and still make yeah. something, but That's it's not co- the type of work yeah. you're trying to get into. Right. But, um, but being over there, it just, it was like a dream, bro. And I kind of felt myself, I could see myself living out there. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And of course, like you said, like people say they want to move out there, yeah. but do they do it? <laughs> and and me, honestly, man, I I was, it's funny. I was talking to my, uh, my father about this not too long ago. I was like, you know, living in Florida all my life, living in all parts of Florida, having friends all over the place, I feel like I've developed such a huge expanded comfort zone mm-hmm. where I'm not allowing myself to branch out of that comfort zone in a way because it's so large. Yeah. And it's something that's not like it's not I'm not very conscious about. Mm-hmm. But I know that if I fail here in Florida, I have other people I can fall back onto. Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing. I love I love having people that care about me and who are willing to help. Right. I know that's not going to allow me to put myself on edge. Mm-hmm. So I was telling him, I was like, what if I just grab my things and fucking move somewhere and go yeah. fucking get it? Yeah. He's like, that will push you 100%. And he understood what I was trying to say. You yeah, know, yeah. I had some difficult time trying to explain it. I Yeah. But, I, I had very similar feelings when, and this was when I was still just starting off, you know, mm-hmm. I was, I was maybe 19 or 20. Okay. Um, I had just obviously graduated high school yeah. and my cousin had also brought me out to California. That's right. That's right yeah. Um, luckily enough, he, he worked in the film industry there. And so he got me a couple of jobs, um, basically did an internship with the, like the company that he worked for, for a while, um, and just crashed at his place. Um, and when I came back, all I could think about was like, the lifestyle that he was able to achieve yeah. working in California and like doing all those things. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. And, and I knew I had to get it myself. And so I was like, all I need to do is basically just move out there and sh- and put myself in a position where it's like, I have no one else to fall on. I, I it's like failure bec- does not, is not an option anymore, yeah, yeah. you know? And so, and it's like those really high pressure, high stakes no, moments and, where and it's that's like what pushes you exactly where where you really you have you to, have to dig deep. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. And and that kind of challenge is really what kind of drew me in Being at the time. Is is literally yeah. a cheat code, right? Right. Because you want to prove a point mm-hmm. to someone that challenges you. Like, mm-hmm. No, I can act. I can do it. Yeah. Like like go 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 to your significant other. And be like, I bet you can't do that. <laughs> I promise you they will prove to you that they can no matter how hard but but what um, I was getting at was basically just that I wanted to do all that but I was so young and so like naive yeah, and yeah. I I tried <laughs> I I tried breaking up with Natalie at the oh time. my god because I was like Natalie I'm so she, sorry <laughs> <laughs> well she knows she knows the story yeah, yeah. Uh, for everyone that doesn't know Natalie is now my wife and mm-hmm. I love her very dearly <laughs> um, but love her too great but, <laughs> but at the time it was like I was a little I was scared because she was in Orlando. I mm-hmm. was in South Florida. You know, she was starting her college life and, you know, doing all the college yeah. things. And I was feeling like I didn't have that. And so I needed something of my own. And so I wanted 
I wanted to just get out of Florida yeah, also. Yeah, and yeah. so all these things kind of combined. I tried breaking up with her. End of the story. Like we didn't break up. I stayed in Florida, whatever. But but I, I know what you mean. And it's like those kind of moments really, I do think. Speak to you in a way. Yeah. They, they're drawing, they, they draw you in and like mm-hmm. they lure you in. We do have to be careful with exactly like how much, how far out there you're willing to put no, yourself. No, of course, um, of course. Yeah. Because cause now thinking about it, it's like, I think I would have absolutely, well, you know, hindsight 2020, it's like I married Natalie and, yeah, and she's yeah. like the love of my life. Yeah. And so it's like, I can't imagine a world without her. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of those pivotal moments in your life where you have to make those kind of really tough choices. No, definitely. And um, and I, I even even talking about it right now and just come come to realize like, of course... I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's difficult to put yourself on edge in a mm-hmm. place of comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Because I'm, don't get me wrong, I have a lot of creative people in my space of friends. Mm-hmm. And um, they're always working, which is very inspiring. But I don't know why. It's I've always find it uh, difficult to be constantly working in that way. Because I have so much else going on. And I know other people yeah. have, it, have it differently. And um, I, I always found myself just worrying about so many things at once, even including the job I'm working with right mm-hmm. now. Um, which is why that always spoke to me in a way. I was like, if I pick up my things and I go somewhere else differently, I don't have access to these people that are willing to help. Yeah. I, have I mean, to a crude it. way of saying it is like, you're basically cutting out all the distractions. In a way. And exactly. That's, 100%. And that's the same idea that I had when I was trying to leave mm-hmm. now is that like, I, I feel like my family, I feel like my, all of my friends or like anybody that I kind of know is, is basically just tying me down and like creating distractions that are yeah. constantly in my life. It's just the balance. Yeah. And, but that balance is super important too. So it's like, ugh, it's like, it's like you need those moments where you're willing to make that crazy, Yeah, you know, like dump everything, just get up and go kind of. Yeah. But then you want to fall into some amount of balance eventually, you know, and you got to, and you eventually figure out where you lie in like how many, you know, close dear friends you want to have in your life versus, you know, how, how focused you want to be in your career at that moment. And it doesn't have to be forever. Of course, now we're at an age where people are doing their own thing Mm -hmm. and and it's not really focusing on like, oh, who's going to stay my friend? The people that that know what you're going through, what you're working towards, Mm -hmm. They understand, and they're going to support you 100. percent Right. But the whole thing with um with balance is um I think uh I think there's like a saying is like finding balance. I think it's more important is like creating it, mm. creating your own type of balance. Like you know you know what works, you know what doesn't, and you need to create that type of cordialness between everything that works and doesn't, and this apply it into your daily life, and allow it to flow. To the point where you're not always constantly stressing about like, oh, hanging out with this person, uh, seeing this person, working, uh, mm-hmm. doing this in order for me to stay sane other than work and all that stuff. But um, it's, no, I feel like no matter what, it, it, it will always be a difficult process. Like, yeah. like constantly. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying it doesn't get easier because at some point I feel like it does. I think just as I think a, when you become older, you just start to give less shit about like what well, like even like works now, yeah what doesn't like, well that and like no just like what other people think or yeah whatever. No, so like course, you're like course, way yeah. like more relaxed about yeah how you present yourself and 100 like percent. but um honestly man it's it, that's that's the whole thing is i think it's just the journey that's the funnest thing mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I, I know uh, growing up, just having those certain people in your in your ear mm-hmm. telling you certain things, it, it makes it overwhelming. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go through this. Yeah, and that's something I, I actually talked to about with one of my friends the other day. I was like, you know, we have to go through life, <laughs> no matter how hard or shitty it is. We still have to go through it. We are uh, obligated yeah. <laughs> to go through it, no matter what. And uh, that's just something we have to deal with. But you know, but now that you say that, it kind of makes me think of like, yes, and it's like also how we talked about like how young we are, right? God. And it's like, sometimes you also like, even though you should have, or like, I, I'm totally for people having like these like overarching like plans and like yeah. long-term goals and all yeah. these things, right? At the same time, when we're this young, like we got to remember that we got to just slow down sometimes and really just be able to enjoy things too. Breath. Yeah. It's like, we can't. Breath. You know, it's like young 20-year-olds or whatever. Like, we can't be all business. We can't be, no, like, dude. work mode Of course, there are people the who are wired that way. Yeah. There, there's a lot of people that are wired that but way. Then but then it's like, how much of life are they really missing out on? Yeah. Or, or how much, yeah, how much are they are they really enjoying? Maybe they get, you know, the most joy out of working yeah, and, yeah, and of achieving course. things. And, yeah, and I do, too. Um, same, you know, but I also know that, that creating that balance, like you said, is... Um, you know, Almost knowing necessary. knowing yeah. when you kind of have to put down a little bit of the work and, and compromise, really be present yeah. with your significant other, mm-hmm. or you know, be there for family members and things yeah. like that. And and that's something that like I was lucky enough when I went out to California and I was staying with like my aunt, my cousin, and like a bunch of people out there. You know, I was 18 at the time, and I was like asking them like constantly, like, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, like I want to get into film, but like I don't know if I want to do this or that, or like, do you think like I should buy a car? Like, do you, like asking them all these like, like basically like trying to grow up yeah. so fast, yeah. and they're yeah. just like, dude, dude, just like I could just tell like you're gonna be fine, but yeah, like dude. you also gotta learn to chill. Like yeah, that's dude. something that like, like you're not gonna get back. This is the time that you're going to be able to just totally enjoy yourself, especially when you have almost no responsibilities, like take trips, do things that like, you're not going to be able to do when you're, when you have children, when you have a mortgage, all that bullshit. It's like, you know, take a month in Peru, you know, do, you know, like go backpacking across Europe. I'm trying to backpack Europe for a bit. Yes, exactly. Me too. I need need that. Can we please like do that? I'll fucking, I'll, Bro, let's start planning. Yeah, okay. Let's we'll do start it. planning. Yes, like, yes, we'll yes. Work towards it. Hope maybe next year, maybe in the year after. But year, it's gonna happen. Yeah. It has to happen like before things like get like our thirties or yeah, something. No, definitely. Because by then I feel like I'm gonna have children and it's gonna yeah, be all these other yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> but but yes, exactly. And it's like you, and and those moments, like those kind of like soul searching moments, it's like are almost just as important as the moments where you're grinding it out fucking hard oh, yeah. for 100% because that's it when you really correlate with each other yeah because that's when you learn who you actually are and yes, like dude. like what you love and like what you're you know kind of the, the lifestyle you so, want to achieve self-discovery is needed yeah if so you, if you if you consistently try to be someone that everyone else wants you to be mm-hmm. oh man you're gonna hate your yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna be like, oh, I don't even know. At one point, you're it's, it's gonna hit you. You're gonna have a fucking uh, epiphany. Yeah, <laughs> like who am I? You know, yeah. oh, God, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that sucks mm-hmm. because I I knew I know I grew up like that. I, yeah, I, I was, think I think most. 
people, especially when they're middle school, high school. Oh yeah, you're always trying to be a people, people yeah, pleaser. They're it's it's just because that's how the whole like system is 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 wired. It's like yeah. to be you know the popular kid or you know whatever is like do everything you can in order to be on. Yeah, top yeah, exactly. Way. It's and like you don't want to be out of oh, things yeah, and man. FOMO or whatever. <laughs> FOMO. Oh man. Um, but but yeah, dude, and I I started picking up on it early on, like. I don't know. Yeah, likewise, dude. Like, like I started seeing how like certain clicks at at school yeah, were they don't work. They do work. Yeah, and it's just like everyone was just trying too hard to be yeah, somebody that yeah. they weren't, and and you know I'm guilty of it too. I was still that way until like just recently, to be honest. Yeah, and, and I mean no, I mean even now, like we gotta constantly be checking ourselves. You know, it's oh, like yeah, yeah. it's like you make a you know Instagram post or whatever, and now for the most part, most of mine are like just strictly morally yeah. business. Or yeah, of not, course. Well, not business but like you know Some, in that in that line where it's like i'm that's, trying to yeah, obviously put yeah, out like yeah. that i'm a filmmaker i'm a brand whatever mm-hmm. and that's kind of part of the job but at the same time it's like i don't want to also just be totally fake and like and be that kind of asshole that's like all about you know this growing yeah. my audience and doing yeah. all that bullshit i think you know there's gotta be a strike of balance there too and so but and i feel like you have it because i think the the coolest thing about you is that you incorporate your life with your work even with natalie mm. you 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 involve yeah. <laughs> her and that, that's 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 beautiful like sometimes you, it's not necessarily because it's i choose to it's, it's like the resources available i mean either but, way it's still there and it's and it shows you're right you're this, right this is this is my person mm. and she's with me yeah yeah, yeah. with me yeah. and and she's like there for me yeah like, also you know i i want to the kind of work that I want to do is, you know, ideally would be the, like tied to the activities yeah. and, the, and the hobbies or whatever yeah. that I'm most passionate about. So like hiking, camping and doing yeah, like yeah. all these outdoorsy stuff is what I enjoy actually doing my own time. And so it's like, if there's a world where I can get paid to, do to shoot something yeah. where that involves was, me I was, doing, I was thinking the same not too long ago. Dude. Yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. imagine I see all these people that are paid to do that. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, recently I did a, a commercial for like you know that that a backpacking company, the mm-hmm. Osprey, and and that was kind of geared towards hopefully opening up doors in the future where I'm into more expeditions, more backpacking trips, and things like that. Where there's the possibility of me getting, you know, possible sponsorship yeah, from one yeah. of these companies. And, you know, in return, obviously, I would make a video or, or do something for them. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's about kind of learning who you are and then trying to <laughs> tie in your work and your, and your personal life into yeah. your work life a little bit so that it kind of feels more like you're just living rather than working. You yeah. know? And that's, yeah, that that's obviously yeah, the goal no, of course. for everybody, so... Even even with uh with uh, narratives, I know, I know filmmaking like we like we talk about a lot of uh, these passion projects, but um, what what what's your end goal? Like, do you do you want to strictly stick with commercial? On, Me specifically? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good question. Want, you want to um, get to narratives and make movies? I mean, I feel like so, that's a lot of filmmakers. Yeah, I want to say but, that like younger filmmakers and like people with a little less experience in the industry it's like that's like their go-to like answer where it's like yeah i want to be shooting you know the hollywood films the yeah, narrative yeah, stuff yeah. like i want to be the next spielberg or whatever yeah. um and there's nothing wrong with that it's like yeah you you totally can but you gotta re- like especially after being in the industry for just a couple of years and not necessarily 
in that industry. Like I'm not on like sets of these feature films every day or whatever, mm-hmm. but I've seen some of it and, I, yeah. and I've generally have been able to take in from being around the industry a lot um, is that, you know, the job is, is a job no matter what. Um, no matter what. Even, even at those high levels, like maybe, yes, like if you're like reach the status of like a Tarantino or something, then it's like, yes, everyone's going to cut you a lot of slack wherever you want. They're going to give you basically full freedom. Yeah. But realistically for most people, even achieving that high level still means that you have to go to work and that your job becomes, um, uh, I don't know how to put like, and again, this is coming from someone that's very young and maybe not, <laughs> not yeah. quite all experienced, but but from what I've seen is that, you know, um, it's not like you achieve a certain level of success in like narrative films and then you're like you're the happiest man in the world, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's, yeah. it's less about that and just following kind of where your heart is at the moment, mm-hmm. right? And not, and so like when you ask me like where my end goal is right now, no, it's not specifically no. narrative films. Or, I, I mean, let me rephrase it. Like, would, like, would you want to get into narratives um again just right now that is my goal maybe that's because in the past i've been kind of burned by them uh to get give you like a very quick reason like or like explanation as to what i'm talking about is like uh i was doing short films with uh yeah member andres yeah um and we we were doing a couple we did like three or four in a year. Like I directed my first one I told you about. That went great. Um, And then we started like picking up, you know, steam and like basically raising the ante every time. And like, so now we're going to have a a $2,000 budget and we're going to like fundraise a bunch of the money and we're going to get like other producers to pitch in and we're going to get like 20 people on set. We're going to have all these like, you know, professionals working for us or whatever. It's going to be amazing. And then during one project where we had you know a budget it wasn't a lot but a lot of people were still working for me some people were getting paid um but it was like a couple days of shooting and the project didn't get completed um there was a bit of falling out with like the director or whatever and then the project just at the end of the day just didn't get finished at all and that to me was like a reality check um it was like a huge moment where i was like man i i can't I don't want the feeling of kind of like letting everybody down because I was putting my face out there. I was asking people specifically to donate to this like GoFundMe, you know, yeah. to crowdfund for this film that I was like, yes, I'm like producing it. I'm going to back it. We're going to make some amazing like stuff or whatever. I got all these people on board. I took their money. <laughs> and then and then, after, and then afterwards I realized like I had nothing to show for it. And, uh, and it was like the shittiest feeling where I felt like I had failed like a hundred people, you know, like all at once. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I guess maybe, maybe that just kind of scarred me too much or something. I don't yeah, know. I so. um, but at that point I realized that I have to be more responsible as a filmmaker. I can't just follow my, my passion kind of naively expect everything to end up that makes a lot um of sense. yeah uh, end that. up working out for everybody and it's like all the people that i asked to be on that set that we didn't pay and like that you know we promised like oh yeah credit and stuff like not that they like hold me like oh every day we think about him and like fuck him for having us on that day or whatever but like you know for me personally it it hurt to let all these people down and so i realized that 
um, before I can go back to narratives and like short films and things like that, I would need um, to, first of all, carve out a real career that I can like sustainably make money making films mm -hmm. or, or just videos. Um, and so that slowly started leading me down more of like the commercial and yeah. more of like the other path of things that still have story. And so I consider a lot of them tied very closely with like narrative, um, but aren't quite, you know, as fictional or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, no, that definitely answers my question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely for hundred percent. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's totally understandable. Yeah. Like, but I don't like totally put it out of the picture. You know, it's like if I, if I am offered the opportunity to direct a certain short film and like there's already backing or whatever, I don't have to worry it. about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, like okay. I'd be so down and yeah. I'd be down to be part of other people's or whatever. I just don't want to be the person responsible um, until I know I have, again, financial backing gotcha. or, yeah, or yeah. make sure that like the project is, is not going to screw anybody over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what and I mean? I hear you. Yeah. And that's just, again, personal experience just kind of took me down that path. And and then it led me more towards the commercial documentary side. There you go. Yeah. But why yourself, like you, you see yourself still sticking with like narratives for, for or at least trying I mean, honestly, getting back into like, it. Like, uh, that's, that's always, always been one thing. Like mm -hmm. I have, right now I have, uh, at least over 15 films like summarized mm. not fully written out but yeah. summarized into like what can turn into something and um obviously me personally i've always loved movies i've always loved the the production side behind it and how to create it the whole process of, of it and even being able to direct it i think is uh is extraordinary mm -hmm. obviously Tarantino level that's that's <laughs> hard bro I mean there's only one Tarantino there's only one Spielberg there's only um, like all, all these all these certain directors that are just like legacies like, yeah uh, like yeah, legends yeah. and I think um, I even told you how I, I, I kind of want to make a name for myself and I, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people do right um, but in the film industry I definitely want to make a well-known name uh, with a fucking movie that just blows people away yeah. And I'm not saying that's going to happen so soon cuz that takes a lot of uh, a lot of understanding of narratives, writing, um, production, production, uh, yeah. camera work and and just full like full understanding of how a movie, a good movie is made mm -hmm. and what makes it a good movie. Yeah. Not even a great movie, a great movie. Um but as of right now, I'm dipping my toes into everything I can. Mm -hmm. Uh commercial and as you should because like, otherwise yeah. you'll never really yeah. know like yeah. before like i said like all i was doing was narrative and so yeah, that's right that's when right. i started branching out i realized oh like there are ways where you can do commercial like commercial everyone says it and it's like coming from the more narrative side it's like it sounds like a dirty word it sounds like <laughs> your eyes sell out you uh, you, you know bitch me. like <laughs> like you just sold your soul to the devil or whatever oh, um but it's not it's not like that it's it's more maybe it's like sounds like I'm defending myself now, um, but <laughs> but there there is a line where you can tell where you create meaningful stories within a commercial sense, yeah. and so yes, you're doing it for a brand or whatever. But if that brand aligns with the the kind of passions and and certain um, you know like ethical views that that you share, 
then there's absolutely nothing wrong with creating their story and and being the person that helps tell that story to its full effect. Um, like I said, and then documentary on the other hand is is very similar to narrative, except definitely, that definitely. you don't have to write the the the, the bare like the core story. Yeah. yeah. Instead, you're you're more manipulating how you reveal certain information, okay. yeah, and yeah, yeah. and you have to be very. Um, you know, good about transitioning certain moments or whatever. And so it's instead of writing it all out and seeing every frame by frame, it's, it's capturing everything, how it happens and then deciding in, in editing, um, how to best convey the message that you want this kind of story yeah. to get across, um, 100%. and, and creating that connectional or the emotional connection with the audience. Um, yeah. and so I think there's a lot there's a lot to do there and because they're real stories with like, you know, people actually doing certain things, I feel like it's a great vehicle to actually get certain messages out and, and, you know, awareness on certain topics or whatever. And so, you know, you've talked about possibly doing one with, with your family in Argentina or whatever. And, yeah. and a lot of those are like whistleblower kind of stories that, that it's I feel like just dangerous, need. bro. It's like, you, yeah, you, you try to put, a corrupt system on a pedestal yeah, for the yeah, whole yeah. world to see. They, it's not like they're going to take that lightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. it's scary, and that's mm-hmm. something that. Uh, and so yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to be brave. You got to be willing to put yourself out there and, and almost put yourself in danger. I mean, yeah. literally, like you said, it, it's high risk, high mm-hmm. reward. <laughs> it all goes <laughs> back to high all, risk, high reward. Literally, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, bro, this was fun dude yes i i mm-hmm. love this i definitely want to come back and you will you'll be back this. here i want to say in like within the next six months oh 100 percent. check in, check in 100%. on you only, only two hours away bro <laughs> only two hours away just, just let me know all right dude but yeah also a lot of fun um do you want to tell people how they can follow you reach you on yeah instagram, of course um my instagram at name is not that dre dre as in d-r-e um if you want to follow my production company, it's Ask Media Productions. Make sure you ask for me and tell me that, and tell them that I brought you there in yeah. order for me to get some type of reward. <laughs> um, you know, I grew up here with Santiago in South Florida and making our way up in a field that seemed what impossible, but it's definitely doable. Other than that, that's where you can really only find me. If you want to text me, uh, that's something definitely <laughs> classified. You have to get like, to know me to do that. No, no, definitely not getting out my number. Um, other than that, <laughs> definitely had a great time, bro. Yeah, me Thanks too. Have me on. I will have you uh, on very shortly. Yes, man. And, uh, and yeah, man, I love you, brother. I love you too, and bro. And I love everybody out there listening to this. Likewise. Um, appreciate you all. Quit your job right now. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And yeah, we're going to wrap it up. All so right, bye-bye. Yes, sir.